Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Doug with J&D Fitness out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Doug, what's going on, man? How are you doing today, brother? What's Happy up? Monday. I, you know, I got to live up to that introduction, JJ. That's awesome, man. So that's really good. No, thanks for being on. I'm looking forward to this. I'm really, really yeah. looking forward to it. It's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. Heck yeah. I, I believe it. Doug, I think you're going to kill it. I think you're definitely going to live up to it. As we were talking before, man, I think you're going to soar beyond that introduction, man. But let's do it. Let's do it. We're excited to have you on, Doug. And, uh, you know, we're definitely ready to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with J&D Fitness here. But, you know, first, we want to give you an opportunity to give the viewers a little perspective, right? In your own words, Doug, I mean, how would you explain J&D Fitness and what you guys do? Great, great question. So what we offer is we deal with the general population. I can tell you we have our average age is 52 years of age, right? And we're right now at a balance. We kind of look at our data about quarterly, but right now we're about 60 female, 40 male. But we've really done a great job of finding those people who would not walk into a big box gym, right? Probably like you and a lot of people in our industry, strength conditioning coaches, trainers, you grow up in a gym, right? I know I was again, in rec centers. So dungy, dark gyms, you know, were always a thing. I didn't feel intimidated. Maybe, you know, again, I had a background of sports and again, I'm going back 35 years when, you know, again, the gyms were a lot smaller and things like that. But nonetheless, as I started to become a professional and a coach and certified trainer, I just kept hearing this same remark that would come to me from different people. And they would say, Doug, if I wasn't with you, I wouldn't be in this gym. Now, again, I got to give you some background. That goes back to when I, like a lot of coaches, before opening my own, I rented space in gyms. Obviously, I also trained people in their homes, so that wasn't so much of an issue. But that being said, a lot of people who I trained in their homes, one of the reasons was sometimes convenience, um, sometimes accountability. They got nowhere to run and hide. I'm knocking at their door. But more most of the time, there was this intimidation factor. And so uh, when I looked to open up my studio, I started getting the itch about nine years ago. And so I doing some due diligence, little kind of crafting, okay, if I'm gonna open a gym, how big, how small, um, who's our demographic, who are we trying to serve? That theme kept coming back to me. So I wanted to create a gym that was so not intimidating. You know, I, I considered a boutique gym. And to me, just so we have definitions, boutique is any gym 10,000 square feet and smaller. That's how I define it. So our gym is just under 3,000 square feet. So size is, as, as like I said, I've been in this industry 31 years, um, gyms grew, right? I started training people in 1991 and then, you know, went from mom and pop to larger, bigger. And now you have gyms like Lifetime Fitness. I mean, there's some gyms I've heard 60, 70,000 square feet. So it can be very intimidating for the person who doesn't work out, right? The person who's never been in the gym. And I always tell people we are, we're all wired that we don't like, we don't want to look stupid. So for the person that's never trained, you walk in a gym and it's like, okay, I don't know what to do. That's the first anxiety. Second thing is typically people go to a gym to do what? To get in shape, right? So, so a lot of people, we do have the gym hoppers, right? Go from one gym yeah. to another, they're fit, right? But you get those that are 30, 40 pounds overweight, right? They, they, they don't look like they're the person who regularly attends a gym. So I don't look to roll. 
and I don't know what to do, right? So not the most welcoming, you know, of people in the gym. So I, when I created my gym, like there were little things, I wanted to make it this place where, you know, people were not gonna be intimidated. So a size that was purposely done. Um, second thing, even thing like, you know, if you walk in my gym, I mean, I have a lot of stuff that may be in some of your hardcore, as we would say, hardcore sleds, kettlebells, sandbags, but like in our gym, the kettlebells are colored, right? Cause to me, all it has is the weight. So whether they have colors, it's still the same load, right? But that that visual makes a thing upon someone. Um, I mean, we have everything from our Regis colored floor to ceiling windows were big for me. I wanted natural light, wow. right? I wanted people to feel like they're outdoors. All these things can stimulate and make it way less intimidating for people. So that's our big thing, general population, people who want to move better, drop weight, not obese. I would say like, again, we're not a, you know, I say uh, we're, we have our niche. 20 to 30, 40 pounds, you know, if someone wanted to lose a hundred, I would say we're not your ideal gym based on the programming and the type of workouts we do, but you know, want to lose body fat, want to get stronger. And our big thing with us, you know, if you get into like, as they say, psychographics, people who value coaching, which that gets us into that older demographic, people who, whether they have a professional accountant, an attorney, you know, they value hiring a professional to give them instruction and telling them what to do. So they're kind of pre-wired already for that. They, they're the one that they're not going to go on, you know, on the socials and YouTube and look up stuff to do. They more or less are like, you tell me what to do. You're the professional. So yeah. that kind of psychographic. And then finally, people who are definitely looking for a social component. You know, we've definitely, and that's something I think we all learned that lesson during COVID and the pandemic, the value of that. But again, we're kind of wired to want to be part of a tribe and, and not a large tribe. I, as I said, you know, we're 3,000, just under 3,000 square foot facility. So, but it's that small unit of people that that's, that's also something people are kind of looking for. Even if they don't initially, they realize it at first. I've seen people once they come in and in small groups or just in our studio, how they gravitate you know, towards being part of something really valuable. Yeah, I love that. And I appreciate the description there, man. I think it really brings a lot of perspective for the viewers here. And I think it's very necessary, very unique. And I think I love what you highlight in terms of building that community, making people feel comfortable and, and totally eliminating that gym intimidation. That's so important here, Doug. And so we'll start with the bare bones basics here, Doug. I mean, how many members are you serving currently? We're just under a hundred, like right now we're hitting about a hundred. So, you know, for us, we offer two core services, private one-on-one -on -one instruction, like a lot of people. And then we have semi-private um, and it's about a 50, 50 split. Our semi-private is a maximum of six people in, in a group. And we have seven workouts we offer throughout the day. So like a lot of gyms, we got our early mornings. We saw as early six in the morning, seven mid morning, and then we go into our evening. And then what we've done is we have five different types of workouts. So it's catered to the objective goal. You know, we have your hit fat loss, we have strength, we have mobility, you know, so we have all these different workouts, which allow what I, what I explain to people when they come to our facility, um, it's like going to a restaurant. Someone's going to always, you have a vegan friend, someone's going to always want salmon, someone's going to want red meat. So we kind of have that menu where we have 38 semi-private workouts available throughout the week. And they have the opportunity to kind of plug into which workout they're looking to do, which I think that also from a marketing answers to, you know, people get bored with things. 
So I always say we got you could have the best workout. I mean, one of the best things I ever heard from an experienced coach was, you know, the workout was so good I stopped doing it because we're all wired. Things could be working, and then we still it's like that, you know, that sparkly thing. So I was always catering to. I tell people I want to keep you physically stimulated, but also mentally with something new. So it gives our members the ability to kind of bounce around into different types of workouts. Um, and then we also have this, you know, private, which again, that's where we probably get a lot of, uh, we get some athletes, uh, post rehab things, getting ready to return to play. Sometimes just a scheduling conflict, you know, people's, they, they are scheduling doesn't work. So, you know, I was one of those where, you know, the industry, I've seen the shift from private. Then we went to large boot camps and then we kind of shifted into the semi-private and a lot of people dropped like the one-on-one because we were so all or nothing as an industry. And I kind of said, you know, you can't put everybody in that bucket. You know, there are yeah, some yeah. that there's a reason, or I have to say as a coach, there are times when I tell people and we do, we're big with assessments, but I just believe there's times when I've had people, they're better versed, not in a small group. I mean, we've had cancer survivors, people with autoimmune, certain things. I go, you know what? I really joint replacements, just returning, right? Where I say you're better served that we can get you in a private environment. So those are our two core products. But as I mentioned, we're right under a hundred people. Um, our capacity, I think, you know, is going to probably be at about a 125 cap where at that point we'll actually be having a wait list where, you know, because right now we're already about about 65% occupancy. So, you know, with a boutique, that is the one thing when you get into that market, there is a ceiling, you know? So yeah. the benefit is you have a low barrier to entry and your risk is less as opposed to, I think that's the trap. Some people, when they open their facility, go a little too big, too fast, and you're just churning through cash. You know, with the boutique approach, that's a it's still there. I mean, you can still we know 50 percent of them still go out of business within five years. But nonetheless, you're able to mitigate some of that risk and your exposure to risk with the size. But I always tell people, right, pro pro con that trade off is you will hit a ceiling. You know, I mean, for us, I was I was shooting for uh, four years and then we had this thing called COVID happen, you know, so which which kind of. <laughs> Put a, put a little bit of a stall in our plans, but we were able to pivot and come back pretty strong from it. So now, like I said, we're hitting it a few years delayed, but I think uh, based on our nice steady growth, we'll probably by the end of this year be at a wait list format. So really it'll be like if somebody leaves, uh, it'll open up and have an opportunity for someone to come and join our gym. Because you know, our yeah. biggest thing is I want to make sure we can always service our people, you right. know, where you don't want to offer training and people go, everything's booked. I can't get in. I can't get in available. And just based on, again, size, right? We can have a small group going on of five people training with a coach. So that's six people and have two other coaches and they're doing private training at the same time. But you add that, that's four more people. You selling 10 people in a 2,400 square foot, 2,500 square foot place it starts to get a little tight. And, you know, yeah. you have to be reality of safety concerns. Exactly. Exactly. It, again, I'm glad you understand on a high level. I think a lot of gym owners kind of lose sight of that. Like, oh yeah, we'll we'll feel it out, right? But you you know, yeah. on an analytical standpoint, it's good that you know that that at that high of a level. And so, just curious here now, Doug. I mean, you know, you're you're just shy of a hundred. But what's been that best method to get new people through the door? How have you gotten to that high of a number? JJ, great question, right? So that gets into the marketing thing. And what, what I tell people is I think you start to get into a funnel 
There's so many because sometimes people look for that one special plug and I say it's everything, right? So so first thing again, I'm a I'm an avid blogger, right? I found kind of my voice a few years ago and just it was first something I, I enjoyed doing. So that was something you didn't have to like twist my arm to sit and write, but also it was a way for us to communicate our message, right? So I always tell people in the gym industry, um, there's marketing and there's advertising, right? So advertising is just that generic ad you see. The people featured in the ad are not one specific demo. You'll see an older guy and a young kid, and then like a female, like you, you don't even know what demographic they're catering to, and there's a price. And at that point, you're just competing on price, which I say a lot of gyms, I hate to say it's a race to the bottom, but marketing is when you get out and try to tell your story. So what's allowed us to tell our story best is through our blogging, because you know, again, it allows us to tell, A, you know, our expertise. I'm 31 years in the industry and I have a really well-versed team of coaches that work with me. They don't work for me. We work side by side within our facility. That. So I try to get through expert coaching. That's what you're going to get safe and program design, right? Because as it gets back to that, you got to look at that initial fear of people, right? Like, okay, I don't know what to do, but also I don't want to get hurt. You know, the gym world, has done an amazing job of showing people like people you work at and when you're done you got to be passed out in a pool of sweat like on your back like done right so for that like 52 year old guy who just wants to get rid of the dad bod and look a little better he's like i'm not trying to like you know destroy myself and <laughs> yeah. and you, a lot of people don't realize people who aren't avid gym goers like jay's you and i work out right like we go we may want to go in there and literally beat ourselves up a lot of people will associate intensity with negligence, right? Meaning that's crazy. So I'm at risk of injuring myself, which is a massive fear, massive fear. So, so that's one of the things where in our marketing, when I'm writing, I can kind of get that message across about safety, quality program instruction, you know, expert coaching, and also this sense of a fitness community, you know, creating our tribe. So, so our blog, to answer your question first, to go back, blogging is number one, right? Our second thing, we have a great location, right? So I was really big before I opened up to make sure that I could be viewed. We, we're pretty much on a hard corner here in Las Vegas, but I, I, I've seen gym people looking to open a gym and just to say 50 cents a square foot, they take a location in the back of an industrial park. And, and one of the things I tell them is you may have the best product and the best workout in town, but if no one can find you, that's an issue, right? So yeah. signage being, you know, being seen, really, really important. Um, our third, our referral base, but I break that up into a few different things. First, our referral base from the medical community. We've done great. I mean, we have people who are members who are doctors, orthopedic surgeons. You know, we've had people who they, as a medical person, they're a resource for people to say, look, I want to, I know I need to lose 25 pounds. My cholesterol is elevated, right? I don't want to go on a, a stat and like, okay, but I don't know what to do. So we've been able to establish through trust with medical people who feel comfortable sending their patients and referrals to us. So from the medical community, we've done a great job with that. And then again, your, your, I would say the biggest source is your references of people within your community, right? So um, we're really big on, I, you know, I think people get lost that when they sign up somebody, then they say, okay, good, they're a member and they're looking for the next person. So, you know, we're big on servicing the people within our facility to the point I, I tell people that we've kind of got this 
dipolar metric of we've cut our marketing budget down on money we spend on outside marketing and up our mark our budget on retention meaning we do gift cards on birthdays um you're a sure. member of our gym on your birthday you know we allow you to submit a playlist so you get your playlist on your birthday you know I mean, we've got so many different cool. things involved in our gym to kind of make it special for the people within our gym so what that does is, I mean, people love to share things with people they love, their family or friends. I can't tell you how many married couples because one joined and then they, their spouse after six months said, yeah, you like always go to this gym. And then they bring their kids or they tell their mother-in-law. I mean, I've got multiple wow. families within the gym, you know, in, in our community here. So I would say the referral base is always going to be really, really strong as far as that. And then our, our last and final thing is be a pillar in your community. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really when we my wife and I've been in Las Vegas now 19 years, but even prior to opening my gym, when I first moved here from the New York area, um, one of the things I did is I started a 5K. And my reason for it was I was like, I could spend advertising, as I say, just add pricing, training, contact me, or I could take the same amount of money, which I did and do something in our community. So I looked uh, for a good charity. And I literally went to the city of Las Vegas and said, I want to do this charity race. Now I'm a fitness guy. I didn't want to just get the running community. So I said, I want to make it unique, right? So I don't want to compete with every 5K. So we called it the pump and 5K race. So what we did is you could do push-ups prior to the race and it acted as a coefficient and we took it off your time. So we got, you know, this uh -huh. fitness thing. And so we we literally, and in my community, we had like these tennis courts. So I brought in a bunch of local coaches to help me out, to help count. And we we created, like I said, a standard. You had like 30 seconds, do as many push-ups as you can. Then after that, that's about an hour before the race, people took off, we had the race. And then afterwards we had like, I had IHOP sponsor big breakfast. We had a rock band. I mean, we did all this, but my purpose for doing that was it gave me uh, early morning, three, four hours, an opportunity to everybody that came in, just got to know this J&D Fitness, these trainers who are doing this race thing, right? And to me, it was better spent shaking hands, talking to people. We took them through a little warm up. And uh, so that was something that we just did. So I've always seen the value. And from that event, the local Fox News got involved. And for guess what? For a year after that, we were on every month because we got known as the local featured people in you know Las Vegas. So I was always That's big awesome. with also community doing things, whether you know, charitable giving, donating time to you know, helping out school, you know, anything in the community. So to go back, blogging, like I say, um, location, I think has been a, a huge component of it, referrals in the medical community and from our members within. And then, like I said, going out and just trying to be a pillar, trying to be that expert locally within our community for fitness and strength conditioning. So I think a little bit of all, you know, and it yeah. varies. You'll see that. I, I, I don't, again, I'm not the Facebook guy. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But these are things I've kind of focused my energies on. And they paid back really, really good dividends for us. And, you know, when anyone ever contacts us, one of the first things we ask them is like, we have a whole scripted, how'd you find out about us? Because then, you know, it's just collecting data, right? So if I get yeah, like, literally. you know, 30 people and they're all saying, oh, yeah, a friend of mine sent me this blog or, you know, I drive by this place on my way home from work. I know where our people are coming from and then I can really focus my attentions on those. So that's those have been our ways for our marketing. I love that. I love that. The versatility at, at its finest. And I think that's that's huge. I mean, I mean, Doug, I think you've been able to really execute and, and really build that community truly from the ground up. So. 
I think that's great. I think that's great. And, and gonna, I got two more questions for you here, Doug, my two favorite questions. Um, what's the bigger picture for you long-term, right? I mean, I know you've been a staple in the community for a long time, and I, I think obviously growth is, is, is inevitable. But yeah. what is your specific long-term goal, five, 10 years down the road? Oh, that's that's a, another one. So that really was the reason I opened my gym. So when I opened up, um, it wasn't to get more clients for my say at that time as a you know as I call it a freelance trainer. Um, I was booked. I had my my private clients and I was servicing them. But but the goal for me was I wanted to create leverage of my time where I could build a team. You know, and that was my whole thing. I really, you know, again, they always say you kind of are motivated by scratching your own itch. When I started in the early 90s, I didn't have a fitness mentor. Some people saying, you know, focus more on here. And, you know, that may be a waste of your money, your finances or your, your time, which I say is your most valuable asset. So I really part of it, I guess, you know, it sounds corny, but like leaving a legacy is I want to mentor a massive team of coaches and bring on young people who are getting in our industry and then as opposed to getting deterred because they don't have some success along the way, you know, kind of showing them because I think, you know, experience is the best teacher. And I had all these years of experience. So that was my whole thing to build this team to leverage my time, which allowed me to like, I, I just, I'm, I'm so proud of this book that we're about to publish, but from the blog, I learned that I really enjoyed writing and, and writing about the journey and saying, here are mistakes I made, don't do this, here's something, you know, giving people, I always say the, the way to learn is knowing the right questions to ask, right? So knowing substantial, evident, the appropriate question, because if I give you the question, you say, okay, now that gives me something to chew on, let me think about that, and I could do some research, and I'll come up with an answer, but one of the biggest challenges is knowing the right questions to ask. So one of the questions I had is things I enjoy doing now was really writing. So answering that, getting more into publishing and writing, I really enjoy that. Again, this first book that we're about to launch is going to be more just operations and setting up a boutique studio. But I want to continue with that, you know, leadership, employee development. So writing, um, you know, I've already started the last year and a half doing some consulting, talking to people because, you know, being in Las Vegas, People come by and say, I see this gym, you know, I see the parking lot forward cars and, you know, people know. So I've had local gyms, which I always say this, you know, in our industry, unless you're Walmart or Netflix, you don't need millions of consumers. Right. So so as I mentioned, I love this. There's tons of opportunities for other gyms. I'm not one of those people who think I got to keep that secret to myself. So I've had people even in the southern Nevada area reach out to me you know, for some consulting. So again, I love the consulting thing and I love the writing. So I guess that would really be for me where I'm trying to, you know, now broaden that. And like I said, I've been able to mentor, bring on other coaches. And even I've had coaches move away who still stay in contact with me where now they're a head coach at a facility, which is to me the ultimate compliment, right? Someone you brought on, they worked for you a year and a half, two years, you gave them a really good base, you allowed them to start in that 10,000 hours journey. And now they go to another gym and they're quickly recognized as, you know, you're more than a beginning coach, right? And now they start yeah. to take on. So I, I, I love just mentoring and helping other people. This industry has been great for me. It's done a lot, it's blessed me and my family. So I almost think it's my, my responsibility to kind of pay it forward and help others, you know, to keep it going. That's awesome. That's awesome, Doug. I, I, I love how you're putting everybody else at the forefront. And, and, and you know, it, it's it's not about profit. You haven't mentioned that not once. Obviously, we know 
money is inevitable, right? You need it to stay open. And we don't hate money, right? But it, it's yeah. the fact that the emphasis here is a hundred percent on helping people. I love that. It really shows your true colors here, Doug. And I got one last question for you because that was a mic drop of an answer, but I got I got a good one for you. Right now. <laughs> I'm curious to see your answer on this one, um, Mike. I mean, sorry, Mike. Jeez, I'm talking about the mic dropping mic over here, Doug. If you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym, uh, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started the gym. Ah, that that's one. All right. So this, this will be, you know, so like a lot of trainers, I think that enter our industry, I started, as I said, in 91 and I had some early success. I worked in for the first three years of my career. I actually worked in a big box facility and then three years I started working on my own. So pretty much from when I was 24 on and I'm 52, I've been a freelance trainer. But as I started having some success, as I started having a full schedule where I got out of looking for a new client, right? I could five and a half days of the week, I was booked early morning into evenings. Um, I got complacent, you know? And I always tell young coaches that come on my team, um, because for starters, there was no accountability, right? So I was paying my bills and I was making money, but there wasn't this continued growth mindset, right? And I kind of I took this thought, okay, I have my widget and I'm good. I'm just going to kind of hit auto drive now for the next one, especially when I realized that this was something I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. I'm lucky and blessed that I became a coach at 21, by, you know, and so by 24, 25, I said, this is it. I kind of hunker in. This is what I'm going to be doing. I love doing it. I think I have a skill at it. But there was about a four or five year window where I wasn't being pushed for continued growth. And that it's just like goal setting with fitness, right? As the trainer, that's what we do, right? Person comes in and the first thing you should do is after they tell you what they want to do, let's establish some smart goals, right? Let's get some realistic. Here's some short term, right? Let's start taking yeah. bites of that elephant. And, and then, and hopefully, you know, you're reassessing, right? And you go, okay, you hit that one. Now let's do the next one, right? And, and I wish looking back on it, someone said, don't get complacent, continue to try to get 1% better every day, right? Because again, if you're not improving, you, I, you're not just standing still, you're going backwards. And uh, that was something where, like, again, I, I always, I told the J of J&D, it's my wife, Judy, right? Who, like I said, she was, uh, she's a stay-at-home mom now, my son. But when I first got in the industry, was a, she was a coach in the gym that I was training at. And I, she had this desire to always improve and get better. And it really motivated, inspired me. And I literally, after these four or five years, it kind of put a flame under me. And I got to tell you, Ever since then, I mean, I every year it's like, what I got to learn this year? You know, what craft? You know, you know, in the last year, it's being a, a really good operator, right? Whether you know, knowing financials, um, not being intimidated to look at a PL and an analyze and things like that. Most trainers, I think, we love marketing and sales and forget about programming. That's it. All trainers, we love the workout, but you know, there's other components to running that business. I always say, whether it's marketing, financial operations sales, employee development, you know, and now, you know, I, I love, as I mentioned, mentoring, right. Being a leader and, and helping develop other people, right. To kind of pay that forward and developing a great team. Cause I think running a gym, if, if you're not looking to mentor and lead people, I, I sometimes question people for opening it. Cause I think that's part of the job. You know, if you expect people to show up and know what to do, I think you're missing it. And I think that's how some people fail. It's part of our job to kind of 
inspire and educate, I think, as a leader. And if you open a gym, you are a leader, whether you know it or not. Some people are, no, it's not me. No, you, you're, you're a leader, right? Whether you're a leader of one and you have one other coach beside you. But um, I, I would go back and just tell myself, don't get complacent, all right? Every, every day, try to be a better you, try to get 1% better, all right? And, and that can be, again, education. That can be just self within yourself. Like I said, I've aged in this industry, right? So I can tell you the workouts I did, a lot of trainers, right? I, I sometimes I got to say, okay, I need more recovery. I joke with I have trainers younger than me. So it's like being aware of that stuff and learning how to adjust workouts, but just trying to always improve and get better. Do not get complacent and don't let the success be just because you have money in the bank. There's more to it in a big picture. Doug, there we go. That was a mic drop of an answer. It's a good place to wrap things up in this episode. Doug, before we sign out, you know, please shout out your social media, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Sure. People can find us. I guess you can just go to our website, <clears throat> jandfitness.com. And then they can also find us on Instagram under J and you got to write out that and A and D people like to put the ampersand, but A and D. So jandfitness.com. And again, we're on Instagram, uh, go to our site. Again, I'm a big person with the blogging. So you'll see we're, we're pretty consistent once a week, you're going to get out there and we have a lot of information on our website. There we go. Doug, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, stick around for two more seconds if you can, Doug, just like I let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Sounds good, man. Awesome, man. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Josh from YO Fitness in Casper, Wyoming. Welcome to the show, Josh. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you here and to learn more about YO Fitness. But before we really do that, give us a brief backstory. What was it that ultimately led to you becoming a fitness business owner? Yeah, so we actually have a pretty interesting story. Back in 2020, when COVID was going on, um, there used to be a gym in the strip mall that we're uh, located in called the WAC, um, the Wyoming Athletic Club. And COVID actually shut those guys down. And so that's when we saw the opportunity to buy that space and rebrand, create our own uh, fitness facility. So we're, I guess, what you would call a COVID baby for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, at least something good came out of COVID. I mean, yeah, yeah. everybody kind of had their own struggles, but you really like blossomed during that time. So give us your elevator pitch of Wild Fitness. Tell us who you guys are, what services you have to provide. Really paint a picture for us so that we can clearly understand your business model as we move forward in this conversation. Yeah, of course. So when you think of wild fitness, the biggest thing that you can think of is weight training, 
bodybuilding, not necessarily a bodybuilding gym. Like there's not, you know, a bunch of big gym bros in here walking around all the time, but, but in terms of, you know, just there's functional health, uh, we have got over 30 different machines, um, all sorts of different free weights, plate load type stuff. So that's, that's more or less what our gym is about. Cardio equipment too. Um, like we talked about earlier, personal training, I'm certified through ACE. So I do a lot of personal training on my free time. Um, and we've got a couple other trainers as well. Okay. I like it. Um, so kind of an open model, people are kind of coming in and doing their own thing, but you also offer some, like a little class and then some personal training, um, with the personal training side of things in a business model like this, personal training is a pretty beneficial piece to the business because that brings in a little bit higher revenue than, um, you know, uh, a membership. Um, so as things currently stand right now, what percentage, if you had to guess, I'm not asking for exact numbers here. Uh, I know that you said that that's not your forte, but if you had to guess, like what percentage of the revenue is coming from personal training right now? So right now, personal training is, it's not a whole lot, actually. Um, it's, it's a lot of our trainers. We actually just hired on, um, the one female trainer that we have, we just hired her on. I'm one of the only other trainers that we have. And my brother, he doesn't have any clients right now either. So um it's it's not a lot 100 percent of our revenue right now is from mostly the gym itself and then you know supplements we have a smoothie bar too so that's where all of our revenue comes from but when we are personal training and when that's going good i'd say it's a good probably you know 20 25 of our revenue that's awesome um and the, i think you know that's where we would like to see it ideally is like make personal training a pretty big part of what we do because our members can really benefit from it. And obviously the business can really benefit from it. Yeah. So um, obviously looking to kind of grow that a little bit. When we look at the membership side of things, how many clients do you guys have right now? So right now we're sitting at currently 522 clients. 522 clients. Is that yeah. a place where Josh, you guys feel good? You feel comfortable? Or are you looking to hit the gas, welcome more faces in the door and help more people? My thing is it's, you know, I can never be complacent. I want to keep growing. If I could, I'd have four or 5,000 members. You know, I, I want everybody to come to my gym. Um, but that that's when it comes to when I have to figure out, you know, exactly what's best for the business. Like we talked about eventually down the road, branching out, um, I want to be able to be the premier fitness facility in Casper, Wyoming, and then eventually be all of Wyoming. So, you know, I, I'd love to have as many people in here as I can. Okay. So what are you like, let's talk about that process then, because I talk to gym owners like all the time. Um, and I, the number one thing that I hear is, Hey, we're having a hard time figuring out how to get the people in the front door. Um, yep. so let's walk through that process. What are you guys doing to aid the growth process to get new clients in? Yeah. So nowadays, I mean, I'm sure you've heard that social media is everything. Um, old school methods of advertising, they don't really work anymore. You know, I mean, how many people sit and listen to the radio in their cars anymore? I mean, that's just how it is. So, you know, Facebook, Insta, um, everything, Twitter, TikTok is a big one nowadays. Just getting the word out there that we do exist and that our gym is, you know, better than everybody else's. That's everything on social media nowadays. Um, word of mouth is everything too. Casper is such a small community. I mean, we're only a town, a city of about 60,000 people. So one bad word about your facility and, and you know, everybody's going to hear about it. So it's, it's really important to set a good example for people as well. Yeah, definitely. I think the first thing that you touched on there with the social media thing, I mean, in today's day and age, we're living in such a digital world. COVID has made everything virtual. 
And yep. so if we don't have a presence in that space, we're kind of missing out a little bit. Um, and so it sounds like that has been something that has been beneficial for your growth. Are you guys just posting organically? Are you doing paid advertising on social media? Walk me through like kind of what your process is. Yeah, so I do actually all of our social media advertising. I have a, a Canon camera that I just bought. So I do all of our advertising, um, everything social media wise, Instagram wise, TikTok wise, all that good stuff. I do everything. Okay. So are you just posting organically, meaning like you're just posting um the photo or are you guys putting a dollar behind the photo to reach a specific audience you know we, we've tried that on facebook a couple times and sure it, it, it reaches more of an audience but i mean at what point does that audience really care about your facility i think i think really the the core population that you want to hit home with is the people that do follow you and you know the people that follow those people so that's the uh, core audience that i'm trying to target yeah no i definitely understand that um and i think uh, what's confusing there is like Facebook will literally throw it in your face, like boost this post, boost this post. Yep. Every time that you're on your business account, you see that. And yep. one time or another, we're all going to fall into that trap. We're going to spend the money. And like you said, yeah, I might get in front of more people, but are those really the people that are going to convert to members? And usually yeah, that's exactly. not the case. Um, Facebook, Instagram also has a feature where you can run a targeted ad campaign, which is different than boosting. Um, you basically take like one of these fancy pictures or videos that you're creating with your fancy camera and um, target it toward a specific audience. And then you do a call to action to actually get people to, to like be drawn in. Is that something that you knew of or something that you've tried before? That's actually... It's not, and I'm glad you said that because it's definitely something that I'm going to look into for sure because it's, you know, it's not just the gym. I've got my own personal brand too that I'm trying to grow. I actually just started an online training company like we talked about, and, you know, that that's everything nowadays. Is marketing is everything. So online marketing, that's, that's what people are on. You know, they're on their phones six, seven, eight hours a day. It's crazy nowadays, but that's how people get their news. So for sure. Yeah, it's really, really beneficial for the CrossFit gym that, you know, I was running, like that was the big thing for us. Once we figured that out, that that was a thing that we could do. We started having like leads flowing into the business. I was doing like seven, eight, nine consultations a day with new yeah. people that were interested in coming in. Um, and so that's a really, really beneficial piece. You also mentioned word of mouth, which I, I love that that's a big part of what you guys do because word of mouth, ultimately it's free. And if you have word of mouth, it means that your clients trust you. So that must mean that you have a pretty kick-ass service if people want to talk about it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I really like that. Um, the next question that I have for you here, kind of take a little steer so we don't run out of time here on the podcast. Yeah, the next question that I have is, what would you consider to be your biggest business related bottleneck? And what are you guys actively doing to kind of overcome that? Bottleneck. Could you expand on that? Are you talking about like, um, kind of like a challenge, um, a bump in the road? Yeah. Um, definitely being Casper's newest gym is our biggest, you know, that's our biggest challenge because all the other gyms in this town have been established for eight, nine, 10 years. So coming in and being Casper's newest gym is hard. It's not easy because we're not, you know, we're, we're not a, um, a corporate business. We're not, we're not established in that sense. We're family owned. So, you know, we're, we're not, we're, we are the only wild fitness that there is, you know, every other gym in this town, there's, there's plenty of them. They're, they're corporate uh, businesses. So that's probably our biggest challenge. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess like how the biggest thing is like, how do you as the new business, like really get yourself to stand out amongst these other gyms? Um, and that would be my question to you. Like what makes you guys different, um, in your opinion and how are you showcasing that to your members? I think the biggest difference is honestly, and probably one of our, our best assets is my youth. I mean, I'm a 21 year old running a gym. So all these other gym owners, you know, they're in their forties, fifties, and, and they don't understand what the newer population wants and what they need. So I, I cater more towards, you know, the, the younger population as well as the older population. And I have insight to both of those, both of those generations. So that's probably one of our biggest assets. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a, that's a big piece there. My next question to you is like, are you guys offering, um, are you guys offering like nutrition, accountability coaching, like any additional services if people like were to need those or be interested in those or those things that you guys have as add-ons? Yeah. So it's interesting right now. It's, it's all mostly just personal training and online training. Like I said, I've got my own personal business that I run through uh, wild fitness as well. However, it's interesting because Wyoming is one of the few states that you don't actually have to be a registered dietitian to give nutritional advice and write meal plans for people. So that is definitely something that I'm going to get into down the road. Right now, I, I do my own meal prepping and stuff. I, I, I compete in men's physique, so I have a coach that teaches me everything. So eventually, like I said, down the road, that's for sure something that we're going to add on. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a good piece because the more value that we can provide to our members to get them to like reach their result or reach a result or reach their goal, the better. So um, they might not know to ask like, Hey, can I get nutrition support? But if we have it there and it's something that they can add on to their membership, they're going to want it. Um, and if they see that you're competing in physique or whatever, and that you obviously have good nutrition, they're going to ask you questions. They're going to want to do what you do. And it's just like, it's an easy, easy yeah. thing to sell that and, helps, um, business. And you see nowadays, that's the biggest thing is, is nobody lives the lifestyle anymore. All these gym owners, you see them and nobody's living the lifestyle anymore. So the members, you know, they feel uncomfortable. They don't, they don't know what to ask. They don't know if they can ask you. They don't know if you know what you're talking about. So you have to live the lifestyle. And I think that's one of the biggest pieces of, of, of you know, that's, that's a key importance is to just live the lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. And, and obviously you, you are, you're in the day-to-day of the business, but you're also living the fitness lifestyle. So people feel comfortable kind of talking to you and asking you questions. Um, if you were to have a magic wand, all your dreams and goals for your business have come true. You've reached them all. What would that picture look like for you? You know, I, I really want Wild Fitness to franchise out. And you know how, you know, Utah, they've got Vaza Fitness, all these different places. I really want Wild Fitness to be the Vaza Fitness of Wyoming. I want to be everywhere, you know. And, and eventually down the road, I'd like to, you know, just have, like I said, just take over the gym scene here for sure. So what has to happen right now um, in order to make that something that's a reality for you and your family business down the road? So, you know, I see it as an exponential growth type deal right now. I think we're in the, we're in the trenches right now. Um, the hardest part, having the first location, we have to pay off the note for this gym. Um, we're running off a single income right now from our members in this gym. So I think that eventually down the road, um, we just have to build up our memberships, you know, keep fighting the good fight right now. And then when we are ready to open up the second building, I think it's just going to take off from there. Um, I'm really excited to see it happen. Like what, at what point does a second location become like a reality for you guys like you have 522 members right now 
Um, yeah, is there so, a like, certain point where that becomes something that you start looking into? Yep. So I think, you know, it's not just a money game. It, it comes down to member satisfaction too. When we get up into the seven, 800 member mark, that many people aren't going to want to, you know, cram into this little space. So it's almost like we're going to be forced to open up another space, even if we didn't want to. So that's what we're going to do. Um, and then eventually, you know, once we get to about a solid six, 700 members for each space, then we'll open up, you know, another one if we have to, or we'll branch out into a different city in Wyoming. I love it. It's a dream. You're going to make it happen though. Like you have a good um, mindset behind it and um, that will clearly take you places. What word of advice would you give a new gym owner that was like maybe just stepping foot into the business today? You have to love it. It has to be your life. You know, you can't just think, I like training, so I, I'm, I'm going to buy a gym and own this gym. Like, it consumes your life. I'm, I'm here, you know, 10, 11 hours a day cleaning. I, you know, it's, it's just me and one other guy on the payroll. So, you know, we, we do everything. We clean. We help members. We have to take care of accounts, um, you know, all that good stuff. So you have to love it, and it has to be what you want to do for the rest of your life. And you can't expect to get paid a whole lot because, you know, working in a gym, you're not going to make $100,000 a year unless, you know, you are a franchise. So. It has to be something that you really love. Yeah. And you have to have, you know, you have to have the heart for it. And if you love what you do, you'll never, they, they say that if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad that you found something that you truly love and that you get to do it every single day. Uh, what is the Instagram page for Wild Fitness? Where can our listeners go to find you guys online? Yeah course let me run to our instagram real fast i'll show you exactly what it is or tell you what it is it's called yo fitness casper all lowercase uh no spaces or anything yep yo fitness casper um we don't have too many followers on there and, and like i said I'm, I'm really working on getting our social media popping again right now so that's that's definitely something to look out for for sure all righty easy enough Thank you so much for being here, Josh, for sharing your insight on the fitness industry, giving us a little information about YO Fitness. I'm excited to see where you take this thing. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest, the fitness queen, Kira, with Motivate PT out of the UK. Kira, what is going on? Happy Thursday. How are you feeling? I'm good. Yeah, it's the afternoon over here in London, so we are well into our day. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Look, Kira, we're excited to have you on. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Motivate PT, we kind of want to give you the floor and give the viewers a little perspective on Motivate PT in your own words and how you would describe it and what you guys do. Sure. So we are very different, I think, to other people you've had on this podcast. Um, firstly, being that we do not have a physical space. We are not a gym, but we still provide fitness to hundreds of Londoners and we're in the process of scaling. So also we can service international clients. So Motivate PT was essentially started because I myself love fitness. I love fitness from a client side. I'm a qualified PT, but actually I was looking at this problem more from the problem that clients have, which is that you want an amazing personal trainer, but going to find that personal trainer is going to be incredibly hard, right? So to find trainers, people are either scouring gyms, they're going to see, you know, different types of gyms in their area or doing that research, but they might not want a gym. So then you end up scouring the internet. And you're going to come across a lot of not very good websites. Sorry to say, personal trainers do not have the best websites. They're not web designers. It's fair. Um, and, and so, you know, they don't necessarily have the skill set to know how to create that website. And so clients have this massive issue of being like, how do I find a good PT that's qualified? Where do I see their insurance? Where do I see their like certificates? And if they're good and if they are who they say they are, you know, is there a safe, secure way to pay? You know, who's vetting these trainers for me? All those sorts of issues exist for a client. And on the trainer side, we saw a massive issue where there are incredibly talented PTs out there, but sort of what I just alluded to, they're not so great on the business side. And that's all right, because they are not trained to be great on the business side. They're trained to be great with people to get there, to get out there, get people results. And so what we saw was this massive problem existing, and that's what Motivate PT was essentially built to fix. So we have unbelievably talented trainers who are, I would say, some of the best in London. And we have clients across the UK, London, hopefully in the future, all over the world. And we match our clients to the absolute best trainers. And we hold our trainers' hands, if you like, the whole way along, from securing clients to getting long-term clients to client retention to offering all the gizmos that the platform sort of has to offer. And we are that, I guess, gap in this market um, to help service these, what I believe is like tens of thousands of clients who do not want a gym membership. They just want an expert in their corner. Um, gotcha. so we exist for both the client and the trainer. And that's what Motivate PT is. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's awesome. I appreciate the explanation there, Kira. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of curious here. I mean, for you guys, I mean, what's been the best method to get new people or clients interested in working with you? Yeah. So, I mean, we've been going now, gosh, it's been a long journey. <laughs> it's been like five and a half years, I think. And, you know, that journey has lots of different iterations. And I'd almost, I think like what a lot of business owners will come on here and say, who are in the fitness industry, there's the pre-pandemic business and then there's the post-pandemic business. And um, we have shifted gears dramatically post-pandemic. We've almost got like a new business on our hands post-pandemic. So it's been really interesting, but we get a lot of clients through our website. Um, our website is very good. It's very strong. I think it looks great. And um, 
so we get a lot of clients through there. We get a lot of referrals. Often we will have one incredible customer who will have a great experience with us and refer us on to her friends. Um, we get clients through all of your usual marketing methods. So we do our digital advertising. Um, we have a social media page. We kind of like everything is switched on at the moment, if you like, <laughs> to get our yeah, customer. Yeah. And, um, it is, yeah, I, it's, it's been five years of trial and error. I wouldn't say that we started off knowing what we were doing as many people in the fitness industry, you know, don't, it's a very competitive space. And so you think, oh my God, I need to absolutely nail Instagram because every other fitness person out there is nailing Instagram, but that actually might not be the best way for your business to get, to get results. You spend an, a disproportionate amount of time on a platform. That's not necessarily going to be your platform that you nail. So I would say it's very different for every business, but for us, we've tried and tested everything. We now have certain things that work better than others and we've really nailed them and we've obviously grown to a size where we have an amazing team to support us obviously you start off you're doing everything by yourself you're running your (laughs) (laughs) you're writing the copy for an ad you're you're thinking you're this marketing whiz and actually marketing is now growing incredibly complex um and and even these platforms are changing their algorithms all the time so you so you know we've got a really good team now that are supporting us and yeah like i said it's digital it's a lot of word of mouth it's a lot of keeping our customers happy to be honest if you keep your core customer base happy even if you've only got like 10 customers those numbers will start to grow because agreed you know people are so desperate to get the next customer but actually if you have a happy customer base that will nurture itself and so that's always been the premise of our business from day one Um, and obviously most of what we do is private pt so we have always been that sort of like private attention to customers yeah. So that's how we're getting customers. Yeah. I love I love the versatility. I I love, I love the emphasis on all this stuff that you can give the the perspective to the viewers here. That that that's awesome, Kira. And so, you know, um, just kind of curious. I mean, because I are you guys predominantly? I mean, I know you said at least off air you said you guys go to people's houses and you guys do a lot of private stuff. So I mean, is there ever even a a concern for hitting capacity? I mean, I think it's almost impossible. I mean. I no. And that's what's so exciting. And that's why I'm still doing it five years later. Um, like my background, I mean, you know, a lot of people, I think, who maybe you've had on the podcast, and maybe it's an assumption, I'm not sure, but they've been in the fitness industry like their whole lives, right? Or they were PTs before, or they were, I don't know, their dad was a trainer or something, you know, total opposite. I studied economics at university. I went into banking as my career, you know, wow. um, yeah, super like sort of took the professional path. And actually what I came into this industry for was to fix a problem, a really, really big problem. The problem that I described at the beginning of just being able to find a good qualified expert that is not shady, that is not going to steal your money, that is going to deliver you results, that is certified and qualified. And, you know, for people who do not want a gym, because for me personally, I don't have a gym membership. I don't find gyms necessarily are the best route for me. Um, And I think there's a lot of people that maybe have found the gym process to be intimidating. Luckily, now we've got studios and we've got different you know niche groups. And so I don't think the problem is necessarily going to be as crazy as it was like 15 years ago, where gyms were pretty hardcore and intense. But I still think there's a huge, huge proportion of people that actually just want a personal trainer. (laughs) And uh, especially since becoming a mother, I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old getting anywhere. Thank you. (laughs) It's full on. (laughs) Getting anywhere is hard. Like even, you know, taking an hour of a day, I'm going to go to the gym. That's not that easy anymore. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a problem. I I get time to go to work. I get time to be with my team, but then really when I'm at home, the luxury of having somebody come to me is massive. The luxury of being able to put my girls in front of like their toys or have TV playing or some music playing and just do my session is huge. And that's the problem that I think is 
prevalent for so many mothers and so that's why sort of post pandemic we went really really niche in our customer base and um you'll probably see it all across our website now but before pandemic when i sort of speak about the two iterations of the business we catered we did that classic mistake and i and i refer to it as a mistake now that i've got so much learning but we sort of went into year one of this business going we are for everyone we will help you gain muscle we will help you trim fat we will help you do this we will help you do that and actually where I'm at now, like, no, we are not for everyone. We are really, really niche and targeted. And, and you know, 90% of our customer base is women. Of that, 40-ish percent are mothers, pre or postnatal. All of my trainers hold a pregnancy certification. We are very, very, very elite in the sense of female fitness. Um, and we push our trainers to get qualifications all of the time. Um, and I basically honed in on the customer base that really meant most to me as a woman, as a professional, as somebody who's working very short on time, two children. Um, you know, I'm so passionate about that customer base who don't enjoy, necessarily enjoy going to the gym or have had a bad experience in the fitness industry before. And so want a more of a private experience. That's who we've honed in on. So, yeah, sorry, I've answered lots of questions there, but that's sort of the customer base and where we're at now. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think having that demographic, that specific demographic that you can almost relate to, right? And almost understand a lot more than a lot of other people can. I mean, it's going to resonate with them and it's going to resonate with you. And it's going to, I always say that it has to make sense for you and the customer, not just the customer. Yeah. And so I think at this point, it's kind of like a no brainer, right? Yeah. And, and so light bulbs start to go off. Like the more you sort of get, understand that customer base. So I know you've probably had gyms on here that specialize in loads of like niche customer bases, but actually the closer you get to that customer base, the more you understand it, the better you service it. And it's just, it's, it, it sort of all pays itself off after a while. And I think so yeah. many people in this industry try to do something for everyone. And, and that is really hard to do unless you're a massive chain. Um, you're going to, you know, struggle to be able to talk to every single customer base. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And so kind of asking a, a little bit of a, of a unique question here too, for you. Cause I, I think again, it's, it's probably a little different cause you you have other PTs under you. Um, mm. How do you manage tracking these metrics? I mean, that's <laughs> the hardest thing, right? I, I mean, how do you do that? <laughs> this is, well, yeah, we're in the, pro what, this is what we've been building out for the last five years. So it's a lot. Um, there are so many moving parts to this business. So we have a huge team of trainers. I think we've just got over 50 trainers at the moment. Before the pandemic, the numbers were like wow. sort of much higher, closer to 80. Um, but we realized very quickly that managing so many people was hard. And so we have a much more, we have a much busier condensed team. And we and every addition to the team now is an undertaking. We really think about it. We really think about how busy we're going to get that trainer, if that trainer matches our values. All of those things have to coincide for us to want to take that trainer on board. So, um, but we're scaling and, and we're growing fast. And so that demand does peak. Like just this last month, I think we've taken on eight trainers onto our team. So it's, you know, these numbers hopefully will go up and up, but it's a hard thing to measure. Anyone that's in this industry that's met that man that manages personal trainers knows that it's a hard thing to keep track of, you know, um, because these are people with busy schedules. So we manage trainers, we manage, we have to manage customers, retention. And so a lot of what we do is bespoke and built for our business. We have a tech team and they, um, we have a completely custom and bespoke portal for both of our trainers and our clients. Cause these are, you know, a lot of people talk about servicing their clients, for us, it's all about servicing the trainers as well. We think yeah. of our trainers as just as important as our clients because they are motivate when they are out and about meeting customers, they are the face of motivate. You know, I might be the overarching Literally. face of but actually they are the guys that 
customers will look at and go, that's my motivate PT trainer. So yeah, metrics, super important. Again, in your first year, it's all on a spreadsheet. Now we're much more sophisticated than that, luckily. And this is where I talk about the business side, just because you love fitness. I don't know if that's the best um, premise in which to go into a business like the one that I have. You have to love numbers because yes. numbers are the name of the game when you're running a business um, that is growing um, and you've got to be on top of every single metric. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. I always say like as fitness professionals, right, especially the ones we get on here, typically it's always like, Hey, you know, you track your macros, you track your body fat, you track how much weight is on the bar, but you don't track your metrics. I mean, yeah, come on, you know, come on. I know. But, uh, uh, but I love about at the beginning, like, you know, this is kind of why we exist because like I, you know, we will interview trainers and I will say to trainers like, you know, and they're struggling and they, 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 they don't have clients and they don't have really just don't know where even to get started with tracking their metrics. And that is absolutely understandable because that is not yeah. what they're good at. Their strength is being in front of a customer and training that customer and designing that training plan and getting them motivated. And they have strengths where I wouldn't have necessarily have the strength. And so it's about teamwork. And I always say that to them. I'm like, leave the business to us, leave the understanding of the numbers to us, and we will do that for you. And that is the biggest selling point to trainers is that, you know what? Hallelujah. I don't have to think about <laughs> how I'm going to chase my clients for money or what that what I'm owed or, oh my God, like how much money I'm going to make this month. It is all tracked for me. Um, and that is the biggest sell. And what I always say to trainers is you just go be good at what you're really good at, which is getting your custom, like the client's results. And, and that is what they're on this earth to do, this planet to do. They are here to just do that. And unfortunately, a lot of trainers are expected to be good at so, so much. If you really want to succeed in this industry, you've got to nail your Instagram, you've got to nail your platforms you've got to have your email strategy you've got to do all that stuff which after running this business for so long is not it's just not possible there's not enough hours in the day you need a team for that you need people that are good at that um otherwise you're never really going to get past a certain point and i know you were a trainer before as you were telling me and you probably experienced a lot of that too um yeah. you know if you're out with clients all day what time is really left over to do the rest of it um and that is one of the biggest i think most common problems in the industry yeah I, I couldn't agree with you anymore there, Kira. I think that's, that's such an important emphasis there. And I appreciate you giving that perspective for all the viewers here. And I got two more questions for you, Kira, my two favorite questions. Kira, okay. what's the, the bigger picture for you long-term? What are you trying to accomplish? Oh, gosh. So we, I mean, right now we are in the process of scaling, like I mentioned. Um, my customer base is a customer base I'm incredibly passionate about. You know, women, women who are juggling. And, you know, the stresses on a mother right now are honestly wild like work is more demanding than ever you're connected to email all of the time you have kids around you who need all of your attention and then we're told not to be on on the laptop or on the phone when you're in front of your kids and like to be engaged and present with them and so women I feel need an outlet a space an opportunity to invest in their wellness honestly more than ever before um, just with how connected and and turned, you know, tuned into these tech devices all the time that we currently are. So the ambition is honestly to help as many women as possible. Like if I can help a mom carve out two hours in her week between school drop-off, school pickup, going to work, meetings, whatever she's doing in her week that is unmanageable. And if going to the gym is not an option for her because she has to drive half an hour, drop the car, have childcare, whatever, if she can get a trainer to her, then that is honestly that's what we exist to do. We just want to help as many women as possible find confidence through fitness. And you'll notice like nowhere on our website, 
do we do the before after? We don't show the abs. We don't sell the summer package. We don't sell the summer body challenge. Nowhere. I really speak to women, I think, in a different way, which is actually train for the confidence, train for the endorphin release, train for how motivated and productive you're going to feel after. And then the abs will come, the toning will come, the muscles, whatever the physical is as well. Like that will naturally come as you and I know being in the industry. But if you just go in solely thinking that my six pack is going to make me feel loads better, I don't necessarily believe that to be the truth. You are still the same person with that six pack. So we've got to focus on what's going on mentally. And so that's that. what the bigger ambition is. The bigger ambition is to help people unlock their potential through fitness um, help as many women as possible find time um, to train, um, whether they're whatever stage they're at. We've also got women who are going through menopause and at those sorts of stages in their lives. So really just help women understand their bodies because women's bodies are complex. Um, and yeah, I'm very excited to be in a position to be able to grow the business post pandemic. The pandemic period was tough. Um, and I'm excited that we're still here, <laughs> which, you know, a lot of businesses, you know, it's to touch and go during the pandemic. You don't know, no one knew what was going to happen. And so I take every day as a massive blessing that my business is still alive <laughs> and I'm still able to get my trainers busy. Um, and I just, yeah, I'm ex really excited to just help more people just reach as many women as possible and let them know that if the fitness industry has fallen them before, they just need to get a good expert in their corner and they will start to see results because there's nothing better than training and understanding your body. There we go. There we go. And one last question. For you. <laughs> no, but I mean, like you've done, you've done everything you've set out to do. And I think you're only going to do more. So one more for you, Kira. And this one, I'm curious to see your answer. I think you're going to have a good one. Um, you know, Kira, if you could go back in time to when you first started the business and, and, and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Oh gosh. Um, that's a tough one. Okay. There's so many pieces of advice I would give myself. <laughs> um, I would say to myself, however hard you think it is multiplied by 10. And that's the truth. And I think a lot of people go into business and they think like, yeah, I've got my notepad and pen and I've got my website up and it's just all going to start flooding in. And that's not unfortunately the way that it works. Business requires a lot of patience. And, um, I don't know what I expected. I thought I like two years in, in, you know, would be, somewhere and that's not necessarily the way business goes and I think the pandemic was just a prime example of you have no idea what life is going to throw at you and um so don't necessarily I, I just would have gone in knowing that this was going to be a long journey and you have to be patient on the journey and just enjoy the journey as well because there are a hell of a lot of ups and downs and if you're not enjoying it there's no point being in it so um you know, running a business is hard work. It, it, it requires grit. It requires resilience. It's not just about putting up a website and expecting customers to come in. There's so much more to it than that. And um, it's glamorized as well, right? Like we all know that everybody wants to be a business owner kind of for the wrong reasons, because you think it's like glamorous and you're an entrepreneur and you're swanning around. And, and that's actually the opposite of what it is. Um, there's much quicker ways to make money. If what you want is to make money, there are there are quicker ways to make money than to, than to set up your own business in the fitness industry. So um, I just think going into it, knowing why you're in it, because then you will be able to get through anything that it throws at you, a pandemic, a sudden loss of clients, a argument with one of your employees, it doesn't matter. Like if you're in it for the right reasons and you know what the end goal is and you know that you're helping people, you'll stick at it. So yeah, I just wish I could have told myself that when I made the leap, but honestly, I would have made the leap regardless. Um, 
that wouldn't have deterred me. I just think that um, I didn't realize how patient you have to be on this journey. And now I definitely realize that and I'm enjoying it a lot more because I know that it's, yeah, like I said, it's a journey, right? It's not, it's, you're not just going to get the end result straight away. Kira, that was a mic drop of an answer. Way to close it out here. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Kira, you know, yes. please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and Motivate PT? Of course. So the website is obviously motivatept.co.uk. Our Instagram handle is motivatept underscore UK. Um, and we've got a YouTube channel that we're just starting to build out, which is motivatept. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Instagram too, under Kira Mahal. So um, all of the channels there. But yeah, most of the information is on our website. There you go, Kira. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, just going to sign everybody else out over here. Just give me two seconds after so I can let you know how you're getting to the podcast. I'd appreciate it. All right. Great. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.